0: Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Up 22, Oubre to Embiid, fakes it to Oubre, drives on his own. At the end of the third quarter, he scores it. Crosses the 40-point line to 41, end of the third. Anthony Davis, 20-footer early in the clock, no good, and the white not so soon. And now Davis steals it it. A huge steal by AD, which may seal the game. 117 to 110. War gets the ball taken away by Beasley. Feeds it ahead. Giannis, here comes the exclamation. Flushes it through. How about a clean 64 for the Greek Freak? The freakish flyer takes off again. Thawk Renner at the post early on. Establish the big man. And here he is. Here we go. Thawk catches and one. So Kogbrenner on both ends of the floor, impactful on the first two possessions. Q and LB on this possession. Shireman throws it back to Alexander for three. There's the first three for the Great Blue Jays. Shireman finds a cutting. Kochbrenner with an easy dunk. Blue Jays trying to get it into Kochbrenner on in the pole. And that will end the game as he misses it. Caleb Boone grabs it. And Greg McDermott, the head coach of the Great Blue Jays, comes over and gives Kevin Kruger a hearty congratulations. 79 64. The Rebels dominate the number eight team in the country.
1: Shane, why you gotta start the morning off like that, man? Why you gotta do that to me? I'm just no, lying the facts. No, I was in a good mood. No, you picked though, Shane. Come on, man. You could have stuck with the Greek Freak 64, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, that was pretty solid. Didn't have to didn't have to start my morning off like that. Uh, good morning, it's H- uh, Herd Out Sports Radio. See, you got me all flustered, Shane. I don't like it. Uh, it's Herd at Sports Radio here on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. We're live from the Herd at Sports Bar and Grill. I'm Ravi Lula. Elijah Herbal here with
0: me this morning. What's going on, man? Not too much, not too much. Early morning, getting the the drive up to Lincoln, but we got... Like I say this? you' got like thirty two ounces of coffee you I, got a I big gulp okay. of coffee
1: i can i can I can tell Andrew and I are usually energy drink guys. I can mm-hmm. smell the coffee not a I'm not a hot beverage guy,
0: even in the wintertime.
1: Yeah, well, so I'll do it sometimes, but I had a traumatic experience as a as a youngster and. I got sick, and it was bad. So. See,
0: I'm from a coffee family, and I like myself. Like You got the, the White Monster going. Yeah. No free shout-outs, but that's a free shout-out. That's out. my go-to, yeah. The the White cause Monster. Because they have them at Costco, I and so I can buy them in bulk. <laughs> I do like the White Monster. They're pretty solid. It gets you going. I like the smaller size, though, the 12-ounce one. Oh, yeah, I'm too old for the small size. I don't have that <laughs>
1: natural, energetic youth in me anymore. Um, no, it's uh, – yeah, I uh, – so, long story short, short – uh, I think I've told the story on air of when I got the stomach flu over Thanksgiving before. Um, my dad, he's from India, and so they do like some like natural remedies and stuff like that. And so he used to give us fennel tea all the time when we got sick. Well, he gave me the fennel tea for the stomach flu, uh, and the fennel tea came back up pretty aggressively. Ooh. And so hot beverages, like sort of like the especially tea. I can do coffee a little bit. I can do like hot cocoa, although not my go-to sort of a visceral reaction for me on the hot beverages.
0: And I I come from a coffee family. If I did not drink coffee, and I I have a... uh, What does that mean? Do you guys, like, own scooters? What does coming from a coffee family mean? No, like... (laughs) Everyone in my family, <laughs> my, my brother was diagnosed with uh, some ADHD late in his life, yeah. late, later than most in his life, yeah. and he learned through most of his high school and college and early adulthood that he was, like, self-medicating with coffee. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that, that dude drinks coffee up until 10 minutes before he goes to bed, Yeah, I, which well, is ridiculousness. Oof, I might have some ADHD as well then, too, because I drink <laughs> caffeine, like,
1: all day, every I, I, day. I got to right? cut
0: myself off at 2, but, like... At, at 2 p.m.? Two, or else I can't sleep at night. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. you don't even
1: drink at caffeine by the time you get to
0: your show no no i have to come i i, I really pound it like oh my god! early in the day midday and then by 2 p.m maybe it's because i pound way too much early in the day but <laughs> by the time 2 p.m rolls around if i it's it's a weird cutoff point. 30 i will fine. be fine at night after 2 p.m i'm gonna have issues maybe i do have a problem
1: Um, Anyway, (laughs) you can listen to Elijah Herbal with Chris Schmidt every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. on Hale Varsity Radio. Uh, It's on all the same places that you can find this fine program. Uh, This morning, we've got a lot going on. I promise we won't just talk about coffee the whole day, um, although I'm sure we could... Uh, <laughs> Brian on YouTube says Elijah's grandpa, great Graham is Juan Valdez. That's what I was thinking. I was like, he keeps saying he's from a coffee family. Like, you just like really like coffee, or is there some sort of like heir to an enterprise here that I need to know about? Um, I in wish. We, in which case, God, I wish we will become fast friends. Um, but <laughs> we've got a great show for you here today. Lots going on with Nebraska football and. Uh, transfer portal, recruiting, all sorts of stuff, and we actually have a special little surprise for you this morning. I'll start with the bottom of the lineup to to, to tease you a little bit. At 9.45, to wrap up the show, we're going to talk with Brian Appling. He is the head football coach at Buford High School in Georgia, and if you're like, why are we talking to a high school coach in Georgia? It's because he was Dylan Raiola's coach his senior year of high school. He's been at Uh, Buford for 18 years. He's been the head coach at Buford since 2019. Uh, Super successful guy and uniquely close to to the Dylan Riola situation. So we will talk to him at 945. Super excited to talk to Coach Appling. At 9, we will talk to Michael Bruns from Husker 24-7. Make sure the sky's not falling with all this Kyle McCord stuff. At 8.45, we'll see if we can make you some money this weekend with Brian Edwards, our Vegas insider. And at 8, we're going to talk to uh, Kent Pavelka, a little uh, Nebraska basketball going on here because no other team in the state has played recently. We don't need to talk about it. Uh, Nothing happened last night at all. We can just move right on. Uh, (laughs) We'll probably get to... Creighton a little bit. I know all you uh, Husker fans out there will love listening to me talk about how bad Creighton played last night. So uh, we will do that as well. Also, we will hit the hurt at hot seat. I'll probably split it up today because we've got a busy show. But let's get started with the big news from yesterday. Uh, it feels very strange. The last few days, I've been on my phone way too much, more than normal, which is already too much. But Monday, you've got the Dylan Rayola stuff. Uh, Tuesday, you're trying to figure everything out. Yesterday, the Kyle McCord stuff drops. Kyle McCord apparently moving on from his. He was never committed to Nebraska, but it felt like he was. Uh, At what point in the day yesterday did you start
0: hearing there might be trouble in in the McCord camp? About 3.30. So, like, we're preparing for our show. Yeah. And I catch wind of it around three ish yeah maybe 3 45 okay and schmidt and i have no conversation before the show okay re- regarding it because i'm like i'm not sure if i can believe this or not like it, it really did feel like up until yesterday afternoon i don't want to call it sign sealed delivered but it felt like it was a a, a, a good sign just yeah. in terms of what mccord was was feeling with that and then 3 45 well I'm not so sure anymore there's there seems to be some some sort of hold up mm-hmm. and then like the alarm bell started going off and, and I asked a question on the air and, and Schmidty kind of agreed with me which made me think maybe he was hearing the same thing of just like the longer this drags on mm-hmm. the more you wonder why a guy like Kyle McCord hasn't just announced you know what my next stop is is Nebraska that that and that yeah. was kind of the point I was at as as the afternoon drug on yesterday afternoon, just like why hasn't he made the decision yet? We know he's already left Nebraska. Mm-hmm. It felt like as we were reading the tea leaves on Tuesday that, you know what, I think he's probably checking out Syracuse on a Tuesday evening, a Wednesday morning, and then as as the afternoon dr- drags on yesterday, you're not hearing any other teams mm-hmm. that are going to be in play here. Maybe Rutgers, but it still sounds like Syracuse now is probably going to be the spot for Kyle McCord. You wonder – why hasn't he been able to make up his mind yet? And then the news drops at five. Well, he's not going to be a Nebraska Cornhusker next season.
1: Yeah, so uh, I guess my the biggest question to me as this is all playing out is why, right? It seemed like everybody was on the same page. The Rayola stuff had already broken, although I do think part of it was – I don't think the Nebraska staff wanted the Rayola stuff to get out when it did. I think that's certainly a factor. Um, but what do you think happened? Because as we're reading the tea leaves here, it seems like they both knew about each other in that situation. Obviously, there's a connection from when McCord was at Ohio State and Royola was committed to Ohio State. They must have crossed paths at the very least on visits and things like that. Um, so there was at least some familiarity there. What? Where do you think this got off the rails? Because that's kind of the part that – I'm trying to figure out. I have theories. I'm curious either if you've heard anything or what your theories are
0: because that's the one variable here that we don't totally understand, I feel like. The question that I think you have to ask is, is the sky falling or is this just another domino falling, kind of clueing us into what's happening behind the scenes? I think that's the question that I am asking right now is... That's a good way to put it. Is... Has the sky fallen, and has Matt Rule completely lost it? Has he tried to swing too big, and now he, he, has he pissed off a guy in Kyle McCord, and Kyle McCord's not coming, or is this just another domino falling? Because I think back, and it's an interesting name that I think we're going to discuss the later in the show here, to what Charles Thompson told us about Casey Thompson last spring, whenever when they he sat down with Jeff Matt Rule. Yeah. And, and Matt Rule apparently said, with you coming off the injury, if I were you, I would find a place to transfer, and that sounds really harsh, but it's that aspect of you're going into your final year likely of college eligibility. With Casey, we know he's going to get one <laughs> more now. But He's never going to be done with college <laughs> eligibility. That's what Casey Thompson does. <laughs> but, but, but Matt Rule's advice to him was essentially, I wouldn't go into this. If you want to make a professional career out of this somewhere down the road, I wouldn't go into my final season of eligibility at a place not knowing whether or not I'm going to be the starter. You sure. need to get film out there. You need to have yeah. – NFL scouts or XFL scouts or USFL scouts or whatever you're going
1: arena league. Yeah, shout out to our boy Tommy Armstrong.
0: Sorry, I don't want to discount the arena league. Indoor one football league champ. But you want to be able to be able to put that film out there for yeah. those guys. And Matt Rule's advice to him, just like heart to heart, coach to player. If I was in your shoes, I would be looking for a spot to transfer. And that kind of becomes the question to me with Kyle McCord. Is he seeing the writing on the wall with a guy like mm-hmm. Dylan Riola and saying? I'm going into my final season of college eligibility here. I don't want to be the guy that ends up riding the pine, and now I took a potential you know, second-day draft choice, and now I'm third-rounder undrafted because I wasn't able to get out there. The freshman came in and overtook my spot, and that looks really, really bad in the eyes of an NFL scout. That's the question to me. Is that the aspect, or is this – uh, the side of Kyle McCord looking at Nebraska and saying, you didn't tell me about Raiola. You kept me in the dark. We make it through a whole meeting on Monday. Mm-hmm. And now I get to my phone on Monday night and I'm seeing, oh, Nebraska is trending for, for Dylan Raiola. You're going after Dylan Raiola and you didn't tell me. And that's, that's the two sides yeah. that I don't know where we're at. Truthfully, I, I have my suspicions, but I do not truthfully know whether or not it's a case of Kyle McCord saying, I'm just going to find a better spot for me because I look at this freshman kid and, and I don't want to be competing for a starting job. Or is it that aspect of, Well, they kept me in the dark. They have made me angry, and now I'm going to go somewhere else out of almost retribution. Which,
1: to be fair, option A is already something that Kyle McCord did. That's why he's not going to Ohio State, Mm -hmm. right? Like, he is leaving Ohio State because there is a freshman and some guys that are already on campus. If you uh, was it, Devin Leary? Devin Uh, Brown. Devin Brown. Who's Devin Leary? That's another quarterback, isn't it? It is. Is that –
0: Let's hit was it the the, Google Machine?
1: Yeah, I, I'm. Anyway, Devin Leary, Kentucky. I would say that's the quarterback is a Kentucky. Um, so
0: formerly of NC State.
1: There's other guys at Ohio State already. There's uh Nolan coming in as the replacement for Rayola's commitment. Basically, you have
0: the pride of South Dakota, Lincoln Keenholz. Yeah, Keenholtz is there as
1: well. Another highly touted recruit. So. A guy that Nebraska fans thought that they might get in the transfer portal as well. High
0: school teammate of Jason Majacek.
1: So you've got a bunch of guys that are already there that are younger than Kyle McCord. He kind of saw the writing on the wall and decided to move on. So scenario one makes sense where he says, eh, I kind of see the writing on the wall with Dylan Rayola." Don't want to take my chances with an open competition. I'm going to go somewhere else where they will guarantee me the starter spot. Going back to the Casey Thompson thing, which is weirdly going to come back up. Um, and it's, yeah, it's strange to us too. The, the way that I, the context that I think is important for the Casey Thompson situation is Matt Rule did not tell Casey Thompson to kick rocks. That is not what happened. What I understand to happen, and correct me if you've heard differently, but I think this is what you were saying, was they couldn't, especially coming off the injury, they couldn't guarantee Casey Thompson a starting job Mm -hmm. or a certain amount of reps or a certain amount of game time or whatever. They couldn't guarantee him anything, A, because that's not really how Rule operates, and B, because he was coming off the injury and was going to be behind coming out of spring. Yes. So they had that conversation with – Charles Thompson and Casey Thompson at that point saying, hey, this may not be the best spot for you if you want to have a chance to play professionally, which all is true, right? To me, that's really important context because what I've heard a lot over the last 24 hours, and maybe this is true, maybe it isn't, is that the Rayolas are calling the shots and they forced McCord out and whatever and all this, right? Maybe that's true. But we already know one thing about McCord, right, that he wants a spot where he can feel good that he's the starter, right? He basically wants to be guaranteed a starting spot, which in his situation, I understand. I'm not saying that as a negative. The other thing we know about Matt Rule is how he has handled the guy in Kyle McCord's spot before, where he said, hey, I can't guarantee anything. It's going to be an open competition, and whoever wins, wins. If you want something that is a guarantee, this maybe is not the best place for you. Is it crazy to think that those two things intersected yesterday and we ended up with Kyle McCord walking away? Because that's what I think happened more so than, oh, well, Dylan Rayola said, if I'm not going to be the starter coming in, then I'm not coming. Or if you can't guarantee me X number of reps or whatever. I think what the Rayola family wanted from what I've heard and from reading the tea leaves is I think he wanted a fair shot to start next year. I think that is – the quote-unquote demand that was made. Hey, fair open competition, if he wins, cool, if I win, cool, Mm -hmm. right? And you'll try and get me on the field when you can if I'm not the starter. Otherwise, like, we're good. Just a fair shot because that probably wasn't going to happen at Georgia. I think that's part of the reason that Georgia was no longer in the picture. I don't think that it was all these demands of, hey, Dylan needs to play an X number of games and he needs to be guaranteed the starting spot or anything like that. But you match that up with what we know about Kyle McCord, last year of eligibility, wants to try and make a splash, wants to try and get to the NFL. Those two things don't jive very well, right? If Dylan wants an open, fair competition chance to play, Kyle McCord wants a guarantee that he's going to play so that he can try and make the NFL. Those two things don't mix, and so yeah, it's going to seem like maybe or made demands. It's going to seem like McCord shied away from competition or whatever people are saying. But really, you just have two different – in my opinion, you have two different guys in two different spots in their career that need two different things from their situation, and Nebraska
0: cannot provide both to both. Mm-hmm. Right? I think – is it is it crazy that it's just that simple? Uh, I I think it is just that simple. I mean, and I, I, I think – that circumstances changed mm-hmm. on Nebraska's end in terms of the Ryola recruitment between the time in which Marcus Satterfield went to Columbus Absolutely. and between the time in which Kyle McCord came to Lincoln. 100%. I think circumstances changed during that time. Because mm-hmm.
1: the Rayola becau- thing was last minute.
0: Yes. Well, in ish. Ish. I, don't I think it came together quickly. Yes. I don't think this is something that has been in the works for months. No. I, I, right? don't, I, I don't believe Nebraska thought they were back into the Ryola sweepstakes up until – Run this time last week, maybe a little later. But yeah, maybe a little I later, think yeah. last weekend is is kind of the
1: timeline that I've sort of pieced Sat- together.
0: Saturday night is when I was told they're working on one big flip next week.
1: Yeah, I, I think I didn't hear it on Saturday, but piecing it back together, it sounded like Friday or Saturday yeah. to me is when kind of things being started being like, oh, this it might be a real thing. So I think there, yes, as you said, and I'll let you continue. Circumstances from when Satterfield went to Columbus to go talk to Cal McCord, and by the time Cal McCord got to campus on Monday or Sunday night, whenever he got here, dramatically changed. I agree. And so, both of the things that you kind of laid out in the Cal McCord situation can also be true. In hey, like you didn't tell me about the Rayola thing because the Rayola thing wasn't real for a, <laughs> like that wasn't a real thing for a good amount of time. And also, like things were headed in the right direction. I, I certainly lean more towards not the sky is falling," because it seems pretty clear that Nebraska is about to get their highest recruit
0: ever. I, and that's, that's why I think it's another domino falling yesterday in terms of if you want more proof that Nebraska in Riolà is happening is a thing is a thing? I think Kyle McCord saying, you know what, no to Nebraska is all you need because it does not make sense for me. If Nebraska no. did not think that they had a, if not 100% chance, a 95 plus percent chance at getting Dylan Raiola, I don't think you're going to both piss off Daniel Kalen and Kyle McCord. So Kalen's the one
1: that, that sent up the the bat signal for me where I was like, oh, this is real. When... Th- Because, listen, I know we had Steve Wiltfong on on Monday. He's great. I know he's like that guy, right? He tweets that out. I'm like, okay, that's really interesting. I was like, maybe more than interesting. Weirdly enough, when Pete Thamel tweeted out that he's been told that Nebraska has spoken to Danny Kalin and they're going to honor his commitment, that's to me when I was like, oh, I think this might be done. Because there's no way you have that conversation with Danny Kalin unless you are –
0: all but certain that you've got somebody to replace him. and we had people yesterday on our show joining the live chat and, and calling in. And this is no nothing against them; we're just a, a difference in opinion right now. Saying, "I think you're causing yourself long-term issues here by kicking Kalen to the road." That's not technically what's happening, but you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. here. Of you're gonna you're gonna irritate people either at Bellevue West or in the, the Omaha Metro and any recruiting states in the, city of, or in the state of Nebraska because you had the in-state guy and now last minute you're kicking him to the curb and putting him in a bad spot. I think coaches around and most people that cover football and around football understand that the bottom line is winning. Yeah. And if you think Nebraska has a better shot of winning with Daniel Kalen than Dylan Ryle next season, this is no discredit to, to Kalen. Not by any means. I think he's going to be a fantastic college quarterback wherever he ends up, whether it's Nebraska, Michigan State, another spot. But you're looking at both the short-term and long-term health of Nebraska football, and you go back two weeks whenever we were uh, talking about Nebraska-Iowa and missing a bowl game, what does Nebraska need to do next season? I don't think anyone out there was saying, I think Kalen's a guy next season. No. I think Kalen can be the starter next year. Everyone said you need to go to the portal, and if Kalen surprises you, awesome. But you need to have that guy ready to go. And maybe you want to keep Chubba around too. That's what people were saying with, with DK. And that's no discredit to Kalen. That's how most quarterbacks are coming into college. Whenever you look at Dylan Raiola, that is a guy that has all the physical traits in the world. It's a guy that's been born and bred by his NFL father with guys like Matthew Stafford. Mm -hmm. And look back, I mean, Mike Bobo's at Georgia right now. And apparently he was trying to make an in-home visit with the Raiolas last night. Not sure how that went. (laughs) But you look at that, like the guys that he's been in and around in his life, he has always been born and bred since he pretty much Mm -hmm. hit early puberty to be a quarterback. Yeah. And he is a fantastic prospect. I think Matt Rule understands that, and I think high school coaches around this state will understand. Matt Rule's job is winning. He makes a whole bunch of money to make these difficult decisions. Yes. And the way I'm going to put it at the end of the day is you can hurt somebody's feelings without being the bad guy. Sure. And I think that's the fine line Matt Rule has to walk in this situation. A guy like Kalen that has been a great soldier for you in this Mm -hmm. recruiting class – you're going to hurt his feelings by going at the last minute and saying, we got an an opportunity to go back and get Dylan Riala again. But you can hurt his feelings without being the bad guy.
1: Well, and from all accounts, Daniel Kalin's a great kid. Um, I don't know him personally. Um, What I do know is I saw him a lot this year play high school ball, and he's not ready to be the starting quarterback in Nebraska or probably any other Power 5 school, to be fair. Not to say that he won't ever get there, but there's work to do. Um, His prowess right now is better in the seven-on-seven field than it is on the actual football field. And he had weapons this year, right? Like, I know the offensive line was an issue, but he had guys that he could throw the ball to, and there were still struggles. There's, there's a lot of learning to be done there. And that's not to say he won't get there, but there is a night-and-day difference between Dylan Riola and Danny Kalen. Like, there just is. And that's not, again, like you said, not to say that Danny Kalen won't be really good where ever he ends up, But you know that Nebraska, like if this happened in high school and sometimes it does, the exact same situation, all the high school coaches in the state would do the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Like if you had, for instance, if Danny Kalin was moving into your district and you had a guy that was the same year as him or a year, uh, whatever, that was already your starting quarterback, you'd probably take Danny Kalin. He's better than a lot of the quarterbacks in the state. It's a very similar situation, and all those guys would do the exact same thing. Uh, Coming up next, we've teased the Casey Thompson thing a couple times. Uh, There's weirdly more Casey Thompson news. We're going to talk about that coming up next. That's Elijah Herbal. I'm Robbie Lula here on herd Sports Radio.